0: Because the last thing Satan wants is for us to go out and and live out our faith in an incredible way so that others will pay attention and listen and, and realize that Jesus is the Messiah and that He is the Christ.
1: You stay fed, you know, because you got to feed your spirit just like you feed your body. And uh, if you you can drift away really fast if you don't have. A circle of friends that are helping you hold you accountable and helping you be grounded and having a good church to stay connected to.
2: That was professional fishermen Alton Jones and Randy Howes. They share their faith this week with us and tell us how they keep Jesus center stage in their life.
3: Hey guys, episode 24. It is very important that you guys go and enter the giveaway. This is your last reminder so head over to Facebook, find the giveaway post, like, share, tag a friend, and comment. If you don't comment, we do not know that you entered. So please comment.
2: Yes. that And by the time this podcast comes out on Thursday, you'll basically have a day and a half
3: yes, left. The crunch is on. Do yep. not delay anymore. That's
2: right. And uh, I believe I mentioned it last week, but we haven't had an, an, like an enormous amount of entries. So yes, if you, you get have in, a very
3: good chance of winning yeah, right you, now. You
2: really do. So... Um, yeah that's that's great um, the other thing is if this is the first time you're joining us or or i guess not even if you're returning uh, you've picked a great week to be here because I'm very excited um, about the podcast today and uh, got a lot uh, coming which we will get into in just a moment
3: we're, sh- we're sharing some this week and saving some for next week that's
2: right yeah <laughs> we got we got a we had a big weekend uh, so much so that We just can't include all of it this one one week. Y'all don't want
3: to stick around that long, I promise.
2: uh, I tell you what, won't you go ahead and, and let's talk a little bit about what's coming next week.
3: So we had an opportunity to attend an adult prom that was hosted by a Christian ministry in the area. And it was amazing. So... Next week, no, try not to give any spoilers, but next week we are going to have a special guest, and we're going to talk about prom as well as some other events for Christian married people. It's going to be great.
2: You don't want to give nothing away?
3: I don't know. What do you want to give away?
2: <laughs> I, well.
3: They. I don't know.
2: You don't want to, you, you want to keep our guest secret, is that what you're saying?
3: Well, yeah, because okay. then they'll have to listen to find out who it is
2: okay but it has something to do with the prom that we went to yes okay and the christian
3: sus- married people
2: the suspense is <laughs> building now <laughs> this,
3: let me just say this let me add to the suspense this guest is somebody that we had talked about from the beginning of the podcast as somebody that we would want to eventually ask to be on the podcast mm-hmm. so six months later it's happening so yeah, Even I'm, more not, suspense I'm not. I'm not going to give it away. No, it's <laughs> no, y'all have to come back next uh, week. Now
2: you said that prom was, I believe you said, awesome.
3: I said amazing. Uh, amazing. Yes, you never I knew it was one me. of
2: those words. Uh, is that because of the prom, or was that really because of my dancing? What what part was, it was the amazing?
3: It was both. It was both. <laughs> it was both. <laughs> I really enjoyed the whole thing, um, just the dressing up, getting to take pictures, and. Um shout out to unscripted photography has mm-hmm. nothing to do with us but they did great um and
2: they, they somewhat kind of got me a parking ticket though
3: that did happen
2: <laughs>
3: somewhat though it was kind of your fault as well
2: it was he made the suggestion did you that, pay
3: that by the way no
2: i haven't not you yet pay that yeah he, he made the suggestion of hey we're only going to be here for like less than five minutes to go, to walk right across the street snap a few pictures there's no need to pay that parking. And in those less than five minutes that we was gone, <laughs> when we turned around to to see the parking lot, there was a man writing me a ticket um, yep. yeah, for, for not paying for that parking. That one time,
3: so, the one time that you skipped.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, really? I do think that's the first time I've ever.
3: I've never known. Like, I've tried to get you to do it before. I'm just yeah. being honest. I've tried it like, why do you want to pay for this? We're going to be here for like two minutes. And mm-hmm. you're like, no, I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to pay for it. I've n- never known you not to, and so I'm like, the one time.
2: Well, now, you hey. know you, you know my answer from now on, babe. Oh,
3: I'm not even going to try <laughs> from now on. <laughs> I'm not even... Like, I'm going to yeah. say, just pay the $6, just, just babe. Just pay the $6. T- it, you know, it's better
2: than, I think, $34 for the, for the parking ticket. You know, it'll be we, more than that if you don't rent and pay I it. I know. We, we literally walked like...
3: Not even a block.
2: No, less than a block, and, and went around the corner took a handful of pictures or poses i should mm-hmm. say uh and, and
3: and walked back and
2: walked back so it was it might have been a, a a little bit longer than five minutes but probably less than seven and and there they was it was almost <laughs> like they was somewhere watching
3: <laughs> they may have been <laughs> they, they what have. else do they have to do on a saturday evening
2: you know i i there's there's something i don't know if they got what kind of system they have but i just thought too that, that lot had you know 30 cars in it, maybe more, and how quickly he determined that which one which did, one yeah. hadn't paid um so yeah I'm, anybody knows how that works, let me know, but uh, it won't matter because I ain't doing that no more <laughs> <laughs> they they're better than I am at this game, so I will not uh, try to play against them uh, anymore so uh, and that was my first ever parking ticket.
3: I've never had a parking ticket. Mm. I've only had one ticket in my life, and it was a seatbelt ticket.
2: Yeah. And you learned from that one.
3: I did. So. But, that but was, now the car beeps, and I can't stand it. Yeah. So it, <laughs> I don't know if it was technology the ticket or the finally, beeps.
2: <laughs> technology finally made it so uncomfortable that uh, that we can't go without our seatbelts. Um, but that was just part of, of our big weekend. Um here in our in our area, uh, in the Chattanooga area, uh, there was a big major league fishing tournament came uh, through town, and uh, it was, uh, I mean, that's literally the name of the tour is major league fishing, and it's professional anglers, I believe they started with like 80, and they fished uh, throughout the week in, in groups. Uh, like a group of 40 on one day and another group of 40 on another, and then they narrowed it down. And uh, so they just finished it up today. Today was the last round. I think they started last Friday, uh, today being Wednesday. So they was here a good while. But uh, so we took time over the weekend also uh, amongst uh, going to prom and getting parking tickets to go and, and speak with some of these anglers who are are believers and and followers of Christ. And I, I just find it, it interesting to talk with, with people with different things because, I mean, here we are. The, the name of this podcast is Jesus Center Stage, the name of our ministry, um, Jesus Center Stage. And we kind of focus on that, doing everyday life but keeping Jesus at the center. And these fishermen are people who, who don't, you know, to me, my whole life has pretty much been I'm going to go to work and then I'm going to be home at some point that day. And, you know, I'll be home on the weekend or, uh, you know, however you schedule. But every day it was you was at home each each day and, and going to work and then back home and back home. Um, but these fishermen, they travel. Um, they have, you know, many sponsor obligations and stuff. Even when they're not fishing, they have to be at, at – um, fishing expos and and just doing things for them. And so they have a very different uh, lifestyle. And it's just interesting, I think, to see how different people manage their lives in keeping Jesus at the center.
3: Yeah, I think uh, it may have been Sunday that we talked about this, but just the general idea that to have Jesus involved or to do ministry-related things or to be a witness or to work for the kingdom you have to be in a direct church activity. You mm-hmm. have to be preaching, singing, teaching, street preaching, mission trip. Like you have to be designated to a certain like there's only so many things that fit into that little box that we make. Yeah. And I think that we miss out on what God can do with us and use us, how he can use us in the kingdom when we when we restrict our kingdom influence to those particular things but when we look at you can be a maintenance worker a shopper a doctor a name it you can Mm -hmm. be a fast food worker and wherever you are whatever your job is whatever your career is that can be your mission field yeah you don't have to be like Like, I I don't know, you may have said it on the podcast, but we're not in church seven days a week. We're in church one day a week. Mm -hmm. So the other six days, we need to keep ourselves open to how can God use me today? How can I glorify Jesus today, even though I may not be in a church?
2: Yeah, well, when when we're in church that most of the time you're surrounded by other people who already believe mm-hmm. similar to you, already believe that Jesus is a Savior and uh, believe the gospel. Um, so, you know, the, the, the winning of souls and, and the sharing of the gospel um, inside the church is not not in any way the most effective way or place to do those things. Uh, so then you start looking outside those walls. Uh, I just heard it said not long ago that um, nowhere in the Bible does it tell us to invite people to come to church. Nowhere does it tell us to, that we need to, in, you know, get people and bring them to church with right. us. But all throughout the Bible, it tells us that we need to go out and share the gospel. Uh, so and I think sometimes we get that a little bit backwards. And we, and we start uh, kind of thinking that our ministry is just right there at the church. And once we're done with that, uh, that day or, you know, that, those two services a week or whatever your church does, that we're done with our, our ministry or with our Jesus uh, moments. And, uh, and then we just wait until the next one comes along. But um, with, with these guys coming in town, I look forward uh, to uh, getting out talking with them. Hearing about their faith and hearing about things maybe they might face uh, out on the road and out on the water at keeping Jesus center stage and just seeing how they do it. uh, I, I, you know, was familiar with both of these men that we've got interviews with, and I know that they've uh, they've got quite a reputation of being um, followers of Christ. And you know, on the tour, uh, they both have make it known. Uh, you know, and uh, one of them is Alton Jones. I know he leads um, the fishing church. These guys have, you know, a service uh, when they're on the road. And uh, I know he he oftentimes leads that. Uh, and then also we talk with Randy Howell, who um, shares his faith very openly and does a lot of events, I believe, you know, speaking at churches and different things.
3: I think that that is, is very encouraging but also inspirational to know that these men who are who have a platform they're not ashamed to say i'm Mm -hmm. with jesus you know i'm gonna i'm gonna hold on to to jesus throughout this and i think that we can take that because if anybody should have a reason to keep jesus to themselves or to be ashamed of it 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 would be people who are in the spotlight
2: yeah People that have sponsors, they're trying to keep happy. Right. Those kinds of things.
3: And so I I guess what I'm saying is those of us who don't have that and we're still like, oh, well, what are they going to think of me? Mm -hmm. Really, what are we worrying about?
2: Yeah. Yeah, because when you're depending a lot on sponsor uh, money and Mm -hmm. and those kinds of things, um, you do have to have a a different concern because if your sponsor gets a lot of hate mail from people saying, well, we're not going to buy your products because you're you know, this person you sponsor is yeah. a, you know is talk out there talking about the gospel all the time. Uh, you have to you have to make choices, and uh, these two men uh, that we're going to hear from here today, and in here in just a second, uh, they've both chosen to continue to speak the gospel, and um, and it seems to have worked out very well for them. I bl- I'm sure they would probably say they've been blessed with the sponsors they have and with their families' uh, support and those kinds of things. So. Um but yeah, we got two interviews coming up today. Uh the first one we're going to have here is uh Alton Jones and um you know, I met Alton years ago and actually Alton has said that he would like to come join us for a whole podcast. So I won't talk much about the past uh, of when I met him and stuff. We'll maybe save that, but um the fishing tournament wound up today. Uh Kevin Van Dam won it and uh, he won $100,000. Uh, for for the tournament and uh, so these guys will be moving on to another another site here in a few weeks but uh, we're going to go to the interview here with Alton and uh, then we'll be back to kind of uh, discuss that and then we're going to go uh, a little bit further and listen to uh, what Randy Howell had to say about his faith. We're here with professional angler uh, Alton Jones and uh Alton's been on uh, a pro for about 31 years, is that about right?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. My first year was the 1990 season. Hard hard to believe it's been that long, but it has. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Uh, He says he's been in 19 classics with, of course, one win uh, in there. Uh, Many other wins along the way. A lot of top tens I've seen uh, looking you up. Um, Your husband, a father, and uh, the one I'm most impressed by, I guess, and no insult to all your accomplishments, but it's your servant of Christ.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jesus Christ is the center point of my life Uh, and, um, you know, I'm a sinner saved by grace and just humbled every day that He would become a man, die on the cross in my place to save me from my sins.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Just a couple of quick questions. Um, For people that aren't familiar with being a professional fisherman, uh, you know, what does that mean and can you share what that's like?
0: Yeah, you know, um, so being a professional fisherman is actually it's kind of kind of like being a professional golfer except there's not as many zeros behind our paychecks yeah. as what <laughs> what a golfer has. Uh, but it's a tour and so we uh, the group of 80 guys that's at this event will follow the tour all the way around the country uh, this year to all the different venues and stops. Uh, we gather points through the year. Uh, the major league fishing format is a little bit different than some other circuits in that we every scoreable bass counts. So if you catch 100 two pounders, you're going to have 200 pounds for the day. So yeah, uh, you know you have to kind of keep your foot on the gas all day. We have we have sponsors that we uh, represent. You know all the all the different logos on my jersey are different sponsors and companies that support me out here on the pro tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, so th- it's my job just like everybody else has whatever they do for a job. It's so, you know, my job is being a Bass Pro. Yeah. Uh,
2: so a lot of traveling, a lot of uh, staying away from home, uh, those kinds of things involved, obviously.
0: Yeah, there is. We, uh, we're on the road about half of the year, give or take a little bit. Uh, now, I'm pretty fortunate. My wife travels with me full time, so uh, we've kind of made it where home is. Wherever wherever the Lord happens to put us at the time that week, that's that's kind of home. Now, obviously, we have our real home um, in in uh, Lorena, Texas, which is you know near Waco. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we we are we travel quite a bit.
2: That's great. Uh, speak. We you know with all the traveling, those kinds of things being on the lake so often uh, and being away from what most people would consider normal, uh, you know, yeah. it, it, do you find it uh, their struggles to to being a believer, to to keeping your faith, to you know those kinds of things that are out of the normal that, that you might face that others don't.
0: Well, you know, honestly, I don't know that there's much out of the ordinary that I face that others don't. I don't. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what walk of life you're in and what your occupation is. Satan still pours around, around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. And we're all under attack by the enemy because the last thing satan wants is for us to go out and and live out our faith in a credible way so that others will pay attention and listen and and realize that jesus is the messiah and that he is the christ and he did come to save sin so so we we face the same temptations that everybody else does and you know the 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 key is to always keep your eyes on christ um uh, you know it's and it's it's always a, a it's an ongoing struggle, I think. I think for every believer, but but God is good; He never allows us to be tempted beyond what we can handle, and He's uh, He's gracious and uh, thankfully He forgives us of our sins when we fall.
2: Absolutely, here on on Jesus Center stage, that's that's a lot of our focus is that, you know, sometimes especially younger people they don't want to get involved in church because they think that means they have to restrict so many other things make sure they're in church three times a week those kinds of things and we strongly encourage that we want to fellowship but we also try to to say we can live an enjoyable uh, fruitful life but keep Jesus at the center of everything that we do and, and in doing so we're, we're out outside of that church building sharing the gospel
0: yeah absolutely you know um, Jesus doesn't wanna take you and make you so nobody can recognize who you are, Jesus wants to take you and turn you into the best you that you can be for His purposes. You know, we were we were created to serve God, but until you come to Christ and learn that, whatever purpose you're fulfilling is not the purpose for which you're created. You know, everybody asks, what's the meaning of life? How do I find satisfaction in life? And the only way you truly find peace, the only way you truly find happiness, the only way you truly find satisfaction is by trusting Christ and turning your life over Him and letting it go and letting Him become the Lord of your life and uh, you know trusting Him for salvation from your sins and that is true freedom. You'll know the truth and the truth shall set you free.
2: That's good good stuff. Uh, One last question is for someone who maybe doesn't know Christ, someone who's maybe never been introduced to Him, what would you say to those people?
0: Well, the first thing I would say is just, just the simplicity of the gospel is that, that Jesus, God the Son, became a man. He's, he existed eternally. You know, he, Jesus wasn't created on the first Christmas day. He existed for eternity past. He became a man. He lived a perfect, sinless life, which is what God requires for salvation. And we haven't lived a perfect life. And he, he, he died on the cross. The wages of sin is death. And He died on the cross to pay the punishment for our sins. He rose from the grave, defeating death eternally. And He's coming back to this earth. Um, and all we have to do, God, the one requirement that God has put is that we turn to Christ in faith and we trust Him to forgive us of our sins. And, uh, you know, I, w- I would say that uh, to people maybe who have never gotten to know Jesus, don't let this day pass. Today is the day of salvation. There's no assurance of tomorrow. There's no assurance of the next 10 minutes or the next hour in your life. We all know people who have passed away suddenly and that's it. If you don't if you don't turn and trust Christ in this life, there's no other opportunity. Um, and so my encouragement would be go ahead and, and take that step and God will not fail you all
2: right well we sure appreciate your time today and uh once again Alton jones professional angler encourage you to go check out his facebook page and his website uh follow him obviously a man of god and uh and we're just thankful that you joined us today
0: yeah thanks shane this this is my 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 privilege i I really appreciate it and all all the glory to, to god
3: so i didn't get to be there um when you did that interview but just listening back to it again, there were two things that kind of stuck out to me. And one of them was when he talked about where their home is. He said, wherever the Lord puts us that week. Yeah. And I just feel like that shows a relationship
1: to, to just
3: have that, you know, wherever we end up, it's cool. You know, this is where God put us this mm-hmm. week. And it just shows that, that trusting relationship yeah. that you, I mean, you can't just nonchalantly say wherever the lord puts us this week if you don't have that trust in him and that relationship and know that he is faithful
2: yeah and and to kind of just knowing that wherever you go he's there right it's not like i got to get back home so that so i can be in church (laughs) yeah so i can meet with, with the lord uh but yeah he he done i thought a great job on uh you know one thing I in my question was what's something you might face that others don't because you know thinking of their life and this and that but he he kind of put it very well that he there's probably nothing that he faces that we don't nothing we face that he don't right uh, just because we're doing different things and it, it made me even think of of people in other countries and Um, You know, whether you're in India or Pakistan or whether you're in, you know, uh, Brazil or just keep naming places around the world, we all face the same fights. We Mm -hmm. always with the the enemy, he's got a bag of tricks and he'll use them on on us no matter where we're at. That was
3: the second thing that I that I picked up on was when he was talking about that, how the how that Satan is still there, you know, Mm -hmm. regardless of how our lifestyle may be different, he's still there. And he said, he doesn't want us to live out our faith in a credible way. I wrote that down so I could get it exactly <laughs> right. Uh, he doesn't want us to live out our faith in a, in a credible way so that others can see Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's really, like, that's on point right there. Because if he can distract us, confuse us, tempt us, whatever, yeah. then he can keep us from being consistent. Mm-hmm. He can keep us from being faithful. And I th- just me personally, when I look at somebody else's life, I'm the the major thing I'm looking for is consistency.
2: Yeah.
3: If they're saved one week on Facebook and cussing the next week on Facebook, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on.
2: Yeah. And I, and we'll I see that. I, you know, I too don't know often. if
3: if they know Jesus or if they don't know Jesus or if they mm-hmm. need to know. Like, I don't know what's going on. And so I think that that like just being that consistency and like he said mm-hmm. a credible way. I and like, I think that goes like. It's credible. Like I can, I can tell that you believe in yeah. Jesus because of the way that you live. And
2: the enemy, enemy doesn't want, want that from any right. of us, right? Because
3: it's a witness. Because if exactly. you can live out your faith and you can live out your salvation, and somebody else sees it, then they're going to want it. Mm-hmm. And then that's one less soul that Satan has. So I just, I really liked how he, how he put that living out my faith in a credible way.
2: Yeah, and I really. Uh, it stuck out to me how he talked about you know looking for that purpose in life, and you know how people you know looking for purpose for peace, however you want to say mm-hmm. those things, and and he said until you find what Jesus has planned for you, and what He's wanting you're you to do, you're always going to be searching. You'll always be searching, and you'll never find you know mm-hmm. what you what you're hoping to find. So yeah. he um, also
3: um, brought in there. He's a very well spoken. I'm sure he's used to doing a lot of interviews and everything, but he brought in there, if you don't know Jesus, like now is the time. Mm -hmm. Like don't wait to figure it out. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till you can talk to a certain person, but find him now. Yeah. Get him now. Know him now. Don't wait.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, I think that's, uh, you might say, an epidemic uh, among people is I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. and I just don't want to. I don't want to make a change, and I don't want to, you know. And and as I was saying there in the interview, too many people think, well, if I, if I start believing in, in you know Jesus, start following Jesus, well then I've got a, I can't go do this or do that. But we see these these men that we're talking to today, they spend a, a majority of their time, uh, you know, on the road, uh, on the lake, uh, and. And all those things, but here, here, you know, here we are in Chickamauga, Georgia, and they're traveling all over the world, but they've made enough effort in their faith that we know that they're believers, that we know right. they're followers of Christ. And uh, I just, I think that's that's a sign of uh, that we can all pay attention to that we can, um, you know, be followers of Christ and and do. What he intends us to do And and do whatever we do Do it for the glory of God Right All right. so we're going to go now uh, uh, To Randy Howe And uh, Randy um, We went back the next day uh, And we we talked to him inside Of the Bass Pro Shops there So you might hear a little more background noise In this but uh, We really enjoyed talking with him And uh, we'll go ahead and go to that interview And then uh, come back and discuss that a little bit all right, well, we're here with uh, Randy Howe, uh, professional bass angler, um, and just a couple of things about you that I pulled up, so correct me if I'm wrong, but uh-huh. uh, it says you've been
1: a pro for about 29 years. Yeah, that's about right. I'm 47 years old and uh, started the right out of high school, so pretty much my whole life's all I've ever done. Yeah. So this has been been all you've yeah, known it then. has. Uh, a
2: 2014 Bassmaster Classic Champion, Yes, sir. Um, married. Yeah. Two sons. That's right. Uh, so a family man. Yes, sir. And then um, to me, no insult to to you and in your fishing accomplishments, but that you're a servant to Christ is yes. uh, the the most impressive thing I've seen on your resume. Yeah,
1: that's my that's my purpose for you know what I'm here for. You know, the fishing is the platform that the Lord's blessed us with to to be able to spread His word, His love, uh, you know, around the country through the fishing world, you know, and we like you were saying earlier just like your the name of your podcast you know people don't uh, necessarily go to church a lot of times uh, a lot of people don't go to church and a lot of people aren't going to go to church if they don't see something in people like us on the street on the water in the boat wherever that makes them be attracted to who Jesus really is and want to know who Jesus is and that's that's what you know my purpose is and what the Lord's blessed us with out here with testimony I speak it probably 20-25 churches a year and tell my story. I got a bunch of things guys, done early in my life through surgeries and a bunch of sickness and disease and stuff the Lord's brought us to. My wife Robin and I, we've been married 29 years and we got married right out of high school, a year out of high school, and our two boys are 15 and 19. And so, like you say, that's, a, that's the biggest uh, accomplishment of that. And, and, uh, you know, just walking, it, walking it out every day, and you know, just trying to tell people about Jesus. You know, because this world sure needs it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is for sure. So, um, can you tell us a few things that,
2: you know, you know, from from my perspective, from our perspective, your your life's a little different. You're on the road, traveling a lot. Uh, yeah. you, you've got you know sponsor obligations, those kinds of things, and we all face. Um, Struggles to to keep Jesus at the center of our lives and, and those kind of things. So, can can you kind of share a little bit of of just you know how how you yourself make sure that you you stay grounded and keep Him at the center?
1: Yeah, the good you know the good thing about uh, the, that now versus ten years ago is technology. You know, technology is so awesome now because in the early years. Uh, you know, out on the tour and all that. My wife's always traveled and homeschooled, and we've always been together as a unit. But you rare, you didn't really have good opportunities to, to be connected with your church on the road. And now with live streaming and podcasts and everything electronic, you know, we're we're part of Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama, and and, and Gadsden is our campus is in Gadsden. Mm-hmm. So it's like this morning, you know, working on my tackle, ready to start the tournament. I live stream. You know, watch Pastor Chris this morning and watch Elevation Church after that. I watched two or three messages and listen to it right in my ears. And, you, you know, and so technology makes it so much easier now to, to stay grounded, and stay connected, and stay fed, you know, because you got to feed your spirit just like you feed your body. And uh, and if you, you can drift away really fast, if you don't have a circle of friends that are helping you hold you accountable and helping you be grounded and having a good church to stay connected yeah, to. So that's that's the, the key for me, it's just being consistent and making it an everyday life. You know, the one-year Bible on the iPhone, you know, that helps you read a devotion every day It makes that easy too. So, you know, now it's a lot easier than it used to be. <laughs> Yeah,
2: for sure so you know staying in the word yeah it's keeping yourself surrounded by like-minded people yeah that's right and uh and just always remembering who we are and who jesus yeah, is that's so right. that's right so um as maybe someone that's watching someone that's listening that doesn't know christ as their savior um how would you speak to that person
1: yeah you know mainly it's just without you know without jesus at the center of your life if you don't really even know what that means a lot of time what does that mean what that looks like you know and it really me you know going through the the fear all the fears this world has to offer like with, with you know politics covid all the things that yeah. we've dealt with the last couple of years it's so crazy um, having faith in jesus and knowing uh what you're here for and knowing what your future is what your eternity is it's not all about what's happening here on earth you know we are all going to die one day if we don't get raptured, so we're either going to go to heaven or hell, and you definitely want to go to heaven, but that ticket to heaven is not the only reason to live for Jesus. The reason to live for Him is the peace and the comfort He gives you through all these everyday struggles, knowing that He's in control of your life, Mm -hmm. and whatever happens, He, as long as you're putting Him first and seeking His will, His will your whatever that will for your life is it's going he he's put it there and he's going to filter it and he's going to take care of you through it all and you can trust in him for that and that's so that's why you live for him you know and that's what it's all about and so i encourage anybody that don't know jesus going through this world right now you definitely need to get to know him because he'll take all that pressure off of you
2: yeah, that, that's right it, and I like that you said it's it's not just that ticket to heaven. Yeah. But when we look at what he's done for us right. then there's no reason for us not to, that's to right. serve him. So exactly right. well we sure appreciate your time today and uh and just glad to meet
1: you. Yes sir. And thank uh, y'all for coming mm-hmm. out and meet me and appreciate you guys for following us and watching us.
3: I really liked how he recognized his career as a platform. It's not yeah. just my job, but my mission is to share Christ.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when 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 you look at that that way, that this is a a platform. You know, most of us look at it. You you kind of mentioned that earlier, as you went through a lot of different occupations and hobbies or whatever, and um, and sometimes we look at it that well, when I get done with my job or when I get done doing this you know activity, then maybe I'll have time to go witness or you know do whatever. But like he said, he recognized his job is his platform.
3: Right. And. Yeah. Um, I think, too, when he when you asked him about how he keeps Jesus centered, and he talked about technology and stuff, and how he pulls up a live stream, and, and that is great. I think that what needs to be mentioned here is that that is a conscious choice. Yeah. That's a conscious choice. I'm going to listen to three or four sermons this morning. I'm going to... Mm-hmm put my earbuds in i'm going to tune in even even though i have to get ready to fish even though i have to get ready to do my job even though i'm working third shift and i can't make it to church on the sunday morning yeah. you know whatever the circumstance is there's that conscious choice of i'm going to tune in i'm going yeah. to listen and, and i'm then, going to take advantage of what technology can get me fed yeah. even when i can't be there in person yeah, you
2: know technology in many many ways is uh is a bad thing. And and the devil uses it. So when we see pl- ways and opportunities to use it for for, you know, spiritual gain and and for spiritual uh, strength, then by all means we should take advantage of those things and and I hope that's what, you know, through like what we're doing, we're using technology now uh, to to try to share the gospel. So uh, yeah, I think that's he made a very good good point and in that same uh, part of the interview, he said that it, that was a way to stay fed, and and he said he mentioned staying surrounded by you know like-minded people, uh, but then I I, I like the way that he followed that up by saying that you can drift away fast, um, and like you said, it's a conscience, a conscious con- conscious a, a decision mm-hmm. uh, because. You know, when you say, "Well, I'm, I'm busy," I'm, you know, these guys are fishing or or whatever you're, you, you know, I'm working, and I can't do this. And then the next thing you know, another week goes by, and another week Mm -hmm. goes by. And as he said, you can drift away fast. You, you, it don't take a whole lot of being away from the Word and being away from your time with God and and those kinds of things before the things of this world start becoming bigger and bigger. Uh, but I thought that was that was a great uh, a great point that he made. There was it's
3: definitely a challenge. I think no matter what our circumstances look like,
2: mm-hmm. no matter
3: what job we have, um, no matter what family situation we have, you know, whatever you can put in there, um, we need to make that conscious choice. Yeah, I'm going to honor God. I'm going to give time for God. I'm going to make sure that I stay fed, that I stay surrounded. I'm going to hang on, and it's not mm-hmm. something that we can say. I'm going to do. I'm going to hang on forever. No, I'm going to hang on today. Yeah. Today I make the choice to listen. Today and, I make the choice to tune in.
2: Mm-hmm. And one one thing too, uh, you know, it's time these guys been on the road, and, and uh, I mentioned the Alton led uh, fishing church. Well, these guys were up, I believe, it was about five forty-five that morning um, before they was scheduled to go out fishing for the day. They was up that early having church and uh, from what I could see I watched some of it online. Um, and there's there's a you know, handful of fishermen there that made it and they were, but they was there was some fans that had showed up t- at five forty five. It's still several hours before, you know, you're yeah. gonna be out there fishing. And uh, so even stuff like that, taking that time, you know, mm-hmm. you are out on the water, you're you're traveling, you're doing all that thing, getting up and being somewhere by five, I mean, you probably had to get up at, you know, four or something yeah. to be there at 545 ready to, to have church mm-hmm. uh, at a boat dock or, you know, a boat ramp somewhere um, or in a parking lot. It, it, it takes, it, it shows, I should say, it shows desire. a dedication and a yeah. desire. And, you know, I thought of that scripture where Jesus said to, uh, to those who diligently see me that, mm-hmm. that God is a rewarder. Uh, right. Of those who diligently seeking, I said, "Jesus, I think that's actually maybe the Apostle Paul." Um, however, it is it's in, in Hebrews. <laughs> it took me to say it's in Hebrews. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so whoever, whoever wrote, wrote, that wrote book. Hebrews, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that those are examples of people diligently seeking the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just want to close out today with um, with a, a thank you to Alton Jones and to Randy Howe. Encourage our listeners to to go. Check these guys out on Facebook uh, and and check out their websites. Uh, both of them have uh, really nice put-together websites. Um, and uh, just go check these guys out. Support them uh, in any way that we can.
3: We also got each of them to unscript a Bible verse. That's so right. check those out on YouTube and Facebook. They did a really good job. They did. We sprung it on them and they, they <laughs> rocked it. <laughs>
2: So, uh, but that's going to bring us to the end of this one. And I'm just telling you, you don't want to miss next week's podcast, uh, with our special guest. And, uh, we'll be discussing more about the prom that we went to and, uh, and all the great fun times that we had there. And, uh, so I encourage everybody, make sure, uh, next week's podcast will come out on a Thursday. Make sure you don't miss that one. Cause I, I think we're going to, uh, we're gonna have fun talking about the promise stuff, but I think when we get uh, our guest here and and hear that testimony and hear the things that are going on in that um, that ministry and those things that are happening, it's gonna it's gonna be encouraging. So, encourage everybody to be back.